Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about the benefits of perimenopause and menopause and how many women do think about these as normal, natural, positive life stages. If you are a man and you're very upset about this, as many preoccupied attachment men are, then this may help you understand more of what your wife is thinking and feeling. Um, And that's, of course, always my goal is to help you guys empathize with your spouses. So, or your kids, or just man on the street, or like literally anything, because the more that you empathize and understand people's perspective, the easier your life gets, right? Because it doesn't always feel like people are doing things to you, and because of you, it seems more like people are just living their lives. So, um, to that end, and first, of course, please subscribe. I have 140 subscriber episodes, and they're all awesome, or at least most of them are, I hope. Um, anyway, uh, so... Here's the thing. So puberty, I had a podcast about puberty and menopause are both natural life stages. People generally think of puberty as positive. Um, And um, in the popular media, uh, menopause is considered negative because we are terrified of aging and of death in our culture, which makes sense. People have gotten less religious. There's fewer people who believe in an afterlife. So death is scary. It's, it's, It's something people grapple with in therapy, their own mortality, just not being there anymore. Even if you do believe in an afterlife, it's still not comfortable to think that you yourself will not be there and that, you know, you can never go, you can't go home again. You know, you can't recapture earlier stages of development, even if you liked them, right? No free lunch, et cetera, et cetera. So um, a lot of guys assume that menopause is just terrible and that it's a source of grief and it needs to be a source of grief because the woman doesn't want sex anymore as much. Um, and of course there are plenty of STDs in the nursing homes and people can still have sex and they can be excited about each other and they can be newly in love. And, um, even monogamous people can still have, you know, good sex lives. There's, you know, could have sex once a week, twice a week, even, you know, I've talked about Viagra. I've talked about estrogen cream. There's like a lot of things people could try if the woman is not going to do any hormones, and I have a podcast about why she may not want to, or may have been advised not to, then, you know, usually there's vaginal atrophy, so her vagina hurts, but within the context of a loving relationship, she may do other things. She may do hand jobs, she may do blow jobs, she may do things like that. Uh, Is it going to be constantly? Like, if she was a younger woman, probably not, right? I mean, just think about it. She's not interested, usually, in anywhere near the same kind of way. She doesn't have orgasms as easily. You know, she, there are many women that used to have uh, orgasms from intercourse. And of course, that's usually not from the magic penis, but rather from external stimulation in the position provided, such as the coital alignment technique or what have you. Because there's some, you know, guys who think that some women just have vaginal orgasms and some women have clitoral orgasms. A lot of that's been disproven. They're all clitoral orgasms. You should, you should Google what a clitoris really looks like, you know, a diagram 
clitoris diagram, and you'll see it's like a large organ, different than you think, and it goes in lots of other places than you than you think it does around her pelvic area. So intercourse stimulates it in certain positions. So there's kind of usually thought to be one kind of orgasm. But anyway, point point being. Oh, and, you know, Freud used to say that women with vaginal orgasms were real women, and with clitoral, they were not real women. This is why people don't really think Freud knew his um, that much about women anymore. But anyway, point is, <laughs> the point is, the woman that used to have orgasms from intercourse may now not. The woman that used to have orgasms from oral sex may now not. The only thing that may get her off is the vibrator, and she may not care if she gets off or not. And um, so so a guy would think, all right, well, she doesn't want sex that much anymore. Uh, isn't that just like literally terrible? Like, you know, and and here's the thing. Why don't you think about like all the other aspects of life, right, that that ruined your sex life before this? So, for example, kids, right? Kids are going to fuck up your sex life. You know that. You're not going to sleep through the night. If you even have an older brother or sister or a friend or anybody, you know that at the very least you can't have sex for six weeks afterwards. And nobody understands truly what it's like to have children, obviously, before they have children. I'm the first to say that. But still, you know it's not going to be awesome for your sex life <laughs> if you even watch television vision, right? But you had kids anyway, even though having multiple kids is the, is that's worse than menopause, you know? You don't have time. The kids are in the bed. She's breastfeeding. She She's mad at you. Like, you don't do enough. You're trying to work and come home and parent. I mean, come on. And then people who have one baby go and have a couple more, even though they know their sex life dropped off precipitously after kids, if they're like most people. You know, but still you do it because sex is not the entire reason you're alive, right? I mean, it literally is. It made you. <laughs> but but the, having sex at a regular clip is not the entire reason that most people feel that they are on this planet. Uh, another one that guys cannot, it would be useful to think about as an analogy is a job that your wife hates, that takes you away a lot, So, but, you, but that you find fulfilling. So a job where you have to, you know, be at work for a long time and you do not have the job like a teacher or, you know, whatever her friends have as their husbands have because women whose husbands have long hour jobs frequently say, why don't you have a different kind of a job? Like, you know, my friend's husband, like this guy, like that guy, you know, because they want the guy around more. And if the guy was around more, they would have more sex, especially I told you women don't like to have sex at night. So a lot of them like to have sex in the afternoon within monogamy, with age, etc. I know you used to have sex at night, but I'm talking about later on in life when she's tired. So the point is that you still have your job, you know, I mean, you still want to pursue a career even though that's not going to get you laid as much as you could if you got a different job where you worked from home. You know, and you were around more and you took more of the weight of the kids. And this is especially true for young couples where you really would get laid more because she is a young, healthy mammal and wants to have sex when you are around. But if you're not around, she can't have sex with you. But yet, many guys pick their career in that situation. And they would find it absurd to say to another man, no, I'm going to turn down that promotion because I don't think I will get laid uh, three times a week. If I do, I think it will be more like once or twice. The guy would be like, the fuck, you know, <laughs> like, you know what, what are you talking about? You know, because there are bigger 
things in a person's life than how many times you're going to have sex in a week. And I understand sex is important and I talk about that all the time, all the time, but it isn't the be all and end all of the entire meaning of a person's life. So when a woman gets to perimenopause and menopause, what then changes for her in a positive way? One thing is she doesn't think so much about sex and she doesn't think so much about her animal body. You know, she's not nursing, she's not pregnant, she's not cuddling little kids all the time, getting up at night with them, etc. Kind of the all, and she doesn't care as much about the husband, quite honestly, because her estrogen has dropped. So she may love him, but she doesn't like want to caretake in that same way as she always did. She's usually not as anxious about him. She's not as anxious about him getting sick or missing his sleep or, you know, she just doesn't care as much about buying his clothes and like all of these little caretaking sorts of things kind of recedes and she's like, well, he's a grown-up, I'm a grown-up, you know? She frequently then, because she is not kind of feeling as bound by gender roles as estrogen goes down, she turns more to career. She turns more to volunteering. She's not thinking all the time about the damn relationship. And for a lot of women, this is such a blessing because more women are preoccupied attachment than men. And so that means that the classic insecurely attached couple that is seen in therapy is, as I've said many times, the avoidant man with the preoccupied attachment woman. Only on the internet, the men on the internet on relationship forums are preoccupied attachment. But that's because that's who follows relationship advice and forums, right? But in, in the wild, most guys don't. So if a woman has been the preoccupied attachment partner and she's been reading all these relationship books and she's trying to look pretty for him and she's trying to do all these things to fix the marriage and she's trying to, you know, figure out their love languages and she's trying to feel close, it is a blessing not to think about it the same way. It really is because it's been a tremendous source of anxiety for many women. Being um, a good wife, being attractive, being, uh, you know, um, the right way, acting the right way, thinking the right way, making the marriage good, all of this stuff. It kind of feels to fade from significance in the same way for many women uh, as per their report after menopause. They just don't think about it the same. And that is why a lot of women initiate divorce at that time, because if the marriage was unhappy and they had been somebody who was always thinking about it and worrying about it and trying to change it and trying to, you know, be different and attractive and this and that so that he would like her finally she's like oh fuck this you know I I mean maybe I'll just not care and it's so much easier to do when your hormones are not telling you to breed with this man because you can't anymore so your hormones are not telling you anything so therefore you're like you know what he doesn't want to hang out fuck him you know me either and then you go and you do your own thing And so this doing your own thing, and many, many women at this age, in the 40s especially, is when it starts, because that's when perimenopause starts, have this I don't give a fuck feeling. And you've seen this all over social media. It's super popular. Like, I don't have any fucks to give. Like, I just don't give a fuck anymore. And this is a real common way for women to feel at this age. And it is hormonally mediated. You know, when you're not obsessed with relationships the way that you were since you were basically 12 years old and got your period for the first time, and you're not obsessed with like how you look, because you know what? How you look isn't as wonderful as it used to be, you know? Like a lot of women have weight gain they can't do much about because your hormones change. Your body shape changes. Even if you stay thin, the shape of your body changes. Because remember, everything's along a spectrum. Do you know any 90-year-olds that still look like 30-year-olds? No. So then a little bit further on that line is a 40-year-old. Most 40-year-olds don't look like 30-year-olds. Most 50-year-olds really don't look like 30-year-olds anymore. And et cetera 
etc., etc. So, you know, a lot of women make peace with their body at this time. So they say, you know what, I, I'm not, it's not going to be what I thought that it would be, whatever my body or my looks or whatever. And who cares? Because that whole drive, remember, if, if hormonally, what your hormones were doing where they were making you want to breed, want to mate, want to get a partner. When that phase of your life ends, it can come as a wave of relief. You don't care as much anymore. You just don't care as much. You don't have to obsess. You don't think every bite that you eat, oh my God, is this going to make me gain weight? Oh, I have to wear heels for this. I have to look this way for that. A lot of women stop dyeing their hair, which is a massive time save, you know? I mean, men usually do not realize to the extent to which women think about their looks constantly, and their weight and their, their hair and their skin and this and that and the other. And when you don't feel as much like you care, that can be a huge blessing. And frequently women think at this age, why the hell did I care so much about all that shit about my body? Oh, I wish I had those years back, years that I was worrying what I looked like. And why? Imagine what I could have gotten done if I hadn't been so obsessed with how I looked and the diet I was going to go on and, you know, the exercise I pushed myself to do all the damn time, even though I didn't like it. And now I'm just going to take walks for my health, you know, and fuck it. I'm not going to do this or that or these crazy things. I'm just going to go outside if I want to. And so when women get to this stage, if the man has not himself gotten to the stage, and by the way, many, many men do, many, many healthy men, and the the difference is men who had a role model of a happy older male in their life. So guys who had a father that really enjoyed his 50s and his 60s and wasn't trying to cling to youth, but was saying, oh, I'm at a different stage now. Oh, now I'm at this different stage. Fathers that are able to pass the torch to their son and say, oh, look, you're in your prime of life. I'm older now, you know, and I have a podcast called When Your Father Out Alphas You. That's about the uh, opposite of this situation. Guys that are clinging like, you know, guys like Logan and uh, Succession, right? He, he just can't deal with getting older. He has to be the head alpha all the time. So, however, there are many guys that have dads who were like thrilled to become a grandfather that weren't obsessed with themselves looking young and acting sexy and sexual etc yes maybe that their dad was still having sex with their mom but it was not a primary motivating force their career possibly they started to volunteer more maybe they were doing more things in the community maybe they even you know ran for some board or some office or the HOA or whatever their career started to recede a little bit in their 60s or end, and then they did other sorts of things, and they were happy at the stage they were at. If you have a role model like that, then it's easy for you to be happy with the stage that you're at. But if you have a dad that was like, you know, upgrading his wife to a new younger one every couple years, then it can be hard to think that, you know, guys would ever be okay with aging and therefore that they should be okay with their wife aging. Because guys who can't stand their wife aging, it's not about the wife, it's about them. They don't like to feel old and be in couple with a woman who stopped dyeing her hair, this, that, the other, makes them feel old and they don't like it. You know, so it isn't about her and her going into a different stage or whatever. They're not thinking about that. They're just thinking, I don't want to be old and this makes me feel old. You know, and, and more narcissistic guys at this point will upgrade. Upgrade is in quotes to a younger woman. 
frequently a woman that looks like a younger version of their wife, <laughs> which can be very strange for clients that I've had in that situation, which must be many dozens over the years. It's a very common thing to happen because, you know, guy has a type, you know, and so he goes for a younger version of the type. But the point is that when your focus changes and you stop being so internally and sexually and relationship focused as a woman, frequently you feel a lot clearer. You know, and of course there's a lot of lack of focus and all of these things when you're actively going through menopause, you know, and when you're closer to it, there's hot flashes and word finding problems and you can't think about, you know, you can't think as clearly as you used to and there could be depression and a lot of things, right? But after people get to the other side of that, they frequently feel a huge sense of clarity and some sort of mission for what they want to do with the rest of their life. And having somebody who, who says that you should not change your focus in that way is as though your wife had said, you cannot have a career or um, we cannot have children because we just have to look in each other's eyes and be romantic all the time. So we can't have kids, you know, I mean, it's, it's just people need a larger sense of mission and purpose in their life that isn't just sex. And hormonal changes can make these feel more salient. In healthy relationships, partners accommodate change and evolution in one another. And uh, also in healthy relationships, people do not completely cut off any sort of physical affection, even if they're not as into it anymore. But you certainly wouldn't be doing it as much or with the same verve because you can't fake it. You know, you can't fake acting like you're 25 when you're 55. And in a healthy marriage, you should not have to. And I hope that you enjoyed this. And uh, and if you are somebody in perimenopause or menopause and you're struggling um, with the, your relationship issues or any other issues, therapy can really help. I have a lot of people on my team that can help with that. Hiring another one, actually. I just hired another one. Um, but anyway, always reach out to me. You can always email me at samantha at drpsychmom.com for the direct the direct email. All right. I'll talk to y'all soon. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.